0: Hi guys, this is FJ back once again with a short episode of my podcast. So once again today we are going to talk about um, the Middle East or I think it won't be inaccurate to call it post-Palestine Middle East, right? Um, So uh, like I tweeted an hour ago that we are currently expecting some good news from the Kingdom of Bahrain Um, and uh, let's see when that good news arrives. But the thing is that the Middle East that we are seeing today and the Middle East that we are going to be seeing in the future this is this is going to be the Middle East that that will be you know completely different from the Middle East that we have seen in the past, and you see these Arab states these Arab states which by the way have been the biggest supporters of the palestinian cause historically they have donated billions and billions in dollars to palestinian leaders right even these arab states have now realized and this is not a realization that has occurred overnight i mean they've been going through this realization for quite some time now that you know why why are we unconditionally supporting palestinian leadership why, why must we sacrifice our national interests for, for this issue, right? Because even they have understood and they have realized that it is not in the interest of Palestinian leadership to have a Palestinian state. Because you really have to understand that the, the, the entire politics of Palestinian leadership, whether it is the uh, leadership of Mahmoud Abbas, or whether it is the leadership of uh, Hamas, their whole politics depends on not getting a Palestinian state. Because the day they got a Palestinian state, their whole politics will come crashing down. right? Um, The billions and billions of dollars in donations that they have received so far from the rest of the world. Including these governments of Arab states, those donations will also stop if a Palestinian state comes into existence, right? So, Palestinian leadership knows that their politics entirely rests on rejecting peace, rejecting any kind of peace deal with the state of Israel, right? And that is something that has now been realized by these Arab states, um, and they are really asking themselves that why must we sacrifice our national interests? you know like we, we also have our national interests, and for how long are we supposed to sacrifice them for an issue which is just not going to get resolved anytime soon so people who are obviously you know talking crap against uh, the leadership of UE um they are also the same people, first of all, s- many of these people have connections with the state of Turkey, with the state of Qatar, with the state of um Iran, these three states um, so you have to understand that there's also political agendas involved here, okay, But the rest of the people uh, you know especially those people who are based in the West who don 't have any connection with these three states. And these people are mostly, you know, left wingers. These are th- these are Western leftists, okay? And they are criticizing UE's uh, leadership. So you also have to understand that the, the 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 whole politics of Western left is also based on the same thing that I just mentioned. That their politics is based on this idea, this this really twisted idea that. Arabs and Jews, especially Israelis, cannot coexist, right? They have this idea that the Palestinian issue is the core issue of Middle East, right? And this is the narrative that was supported by the Obama administration, one of the worst administrations in in, in the whole uh, American history. I think that would be... That that won't be inaccurate to say. Uh, so it was the Obama administration which peddled, and which mainstreamed this idea that the Palestinian issue is the core issue of Middle East when it's clearly not, because literally most of the states in Middle East, you know, you know these these Arab states. Even those states which are actually uh, you know, giving these statements against this agreement, including Iran by the way, all of these states, they have their own interests, they have their own problems, and the Palestinian issue is definitely not the core issue for them. For example, take Turkey, take, take uh, Iran these uh, countries like to you know the governments in these countries they, they you know they like to you know give these hardcore statements on the palestinian issue but really we have to ask ourselves that what have they ever achieved for palestinians you know what have they achieved for palestinians ever at any point they have not they have achieved absolutely nothing for the Palestinian people or the Palestinian leadership. So, and that's because most of their energy is basically restricted to rhetoric. You know, it is not, um, it is not about doing something for Palestinians. It is just restricted to rhetoric. You know. And you know, rhetoric sells in the Muslim world. You have to also understand that that in the Muslim world, rhetoric really, really sells. So that is also why that there are so many delusional people in the Muslim world who actually think that Iran and Turkey are the you know well-wishers of Muslims and they are well-wishers of Islam and so on, when that is clearly not the case. So anyway so recently we are seeing you know these uh, these visuals coming out of uh, the gaza and israel region um, ied balloons are being launched every day uh, there's this group base in gaza named safal islam uh, which is which is the main instigator which is the main culprit behind these uh, balloon launches so these ied balloons and these you know these, these balloons which are launched from gaza Basically, the purpose of, of launching these balloons is to um, give an unnecessary headache to the state of Israel, right? These balloons, they cause several fires every day. Um, but even worse than that, you know, if an Israeli child, if an Israeli kid sees you know, one of these balloons, he or she might go and try to you know play with it because obviously that's what you know children do with balloons and obviously that child might get seriously hurt of course this has not happened so far but this is something which is kind of inevitable if this continues you know these these uh, balloon launches from gaza if if it if this continues for some more time then it is really inevitable that something like this will probably happen that some israeli kid will find one of these balloons you know in one of the fields and you know the kid might say to himself that hey look there's a balloon you know let's let's go play with it and the next thing we know that the kid might be set on fire you know so I mean, this is horrible. This is really horrible, and so we are seeing these uh, IED balloon launches once again, and this is, this has been going on since uh, almost one week now. Um, IDF has obviously been retaliating since last five days. Tonight would be the sixth night, sixth consecutive night um, of IDF retaliation, which we are obviously expecting tonight. Um, so. So, this is going on. One other thing that has started uh, happening again um, is, is uh, you know, these, uh, these night confusion activities at the Gaza border. Um, these activities are also you know, carried out by uh, Gazan militants, um, and uh, they basically uh, involve uh, you know, burning tires, um, throwing IDs across the fence towards IDF soldiers, and um, basically rioting, you know, it's it's basically, it's a riot. It's a chaotic situation in there and um, you might ask yourself that what are they achieving by doing all this? Well, they're not achieving anything um, except idea of retaliation. Uh, That's pretty much all they're achieving. Uh, They're not certainly achieving anything for themselves. Uh, But once you realize that they Hate Jews more than they hate, more than they love themselves, right? They hate Jews more than they love themselves. Once you realize that, it all will start making sense to you. So, so you know, these IED balloon launches. Plus these night confusion activities, which have started once again. Um, you know, this is not the first time that these activities are being you know uh, carried out at the Gaza border. This has also happened before uh, a few months ago. This was going on, but um, then it was uh, you know uh, this this whole uh, madness was abundant for good. But now they have once again started doing this, and. Um, so I also I also tweeted about it. I also shared a video from the Gaza border, and um, obviously IDF retaliates. And you know the the priority of, of IDF is to um, is, is to make sure and, and, and at least try to make sure that you know um, there is no no death at least you know um, you know in the retaliation that they carry out uh, against these night confusion units. So IDF soldiers, you know, they've been trying to, um, even if they, ret- you know, even when they are retaliating, they're, you know, they're trying to um, point their weapons uh, towards the lower region of the body, so that the militants uh, would get shot um, in their legs, you know, in their leg region, um, uh, below their waist. Um, and they've been trying their best not to cause any death. Um, so I think that's that's a very good thing. Um, but again, um, IEDA retaliation so far against um, these IED balloon launches um, has failed uh, because these balloon launches are still going on. And many people are obviously wondering that why is this happening? Why are, you know, Gazan militants actually doing this? Because they obviously do not achieve anything, you know, other than giving Israel a headache and a completely unnecessary headache. So why are they doing this? The answer to that is that they want Qatari money, right? Hamas wants Qatari money and so far israel has been blocking the flow of kathri money into gaza right mm-hmm. um obviously israel will probably allow that anytime you know in the coming days but that is the main that is the main uh, motivation behind uh, these activities they, you know behind these IED balloon launches behind these night confusion activities the main motivation is to force Israel to allow the flow of Qatari money into Gaza, right So this is basically old fashioned blackmail. you can say you know this is not about resistance, this is not about uh, you know opposing the state of Israel or you know whatever the hell they. The claim but this is basically old-fashioned blackmail and this is exactly the kind of blackmail that Palestinians have been carrying out against their Arab allies you know these Arab states Um, and so you know it's a good thing that these Arab states and their leadership um, they have finally realized that uh, this cannot continue for uh, this is simply cannot continue any longer and this has to end this this has to end and we have to put this to, to you know to an end and we cannot simply allow our regional policy to be dictated by these hostage takers you know i call them hostage takers because they they are they are the classic example of hostage takers and that's how they operate Um, that's how they operate with Israel that's how they operate with their own allies Um, they blackmail, they they try to take hostage um, whether it is in the literal sense or uh, whether it is uh, about uh, taking um, hostage a country's uh, regional policy Um, that's what they do so anyway guys um, you know we are looking towards a towards a whole new Middle East and it is it is very exciting to be alive at this time, to be honest, um, I would say. And uh, of course, there are a lot of people who are not happy. I mean, the flood of tears is just not stopping, but that's okay, that's okay. Um, that flood will eventually um, go back and... Uh, You know, we will take care of the flooded areas, Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a good thing that this is happening. Um, We really, really needed a post-Palestine Middle East, and uh, it looks like we are finally going to get it. So anyway, guys, this is it for today. Take care of yourself. I'll be back very soon. Bye-bye.